Nobody Nobody know who you are, Rob Bates, Jax, or whatever. You're trying to steal people's names. Who the fuck is a Rob Bates? You know what I'm saying? And he tried to steal our show, B. Solely jacking and shit. You you never trust a motherfucker with with a yellow forehead and green shirt. (laughs) Shit don't work. (laughs) Nigga look like Succotash Jones. (laughs) In fact, DJ Succotash is lying. Looking like a lemon in the line at the same time. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Lemonhead Jenkins. (laughs) (laughs) Lemonhead Jenkins. like the first black leprechaun. How you doing, sir? You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, we're going to have a great show tonight. We made an important announcement the other night. You know what I'm saying? Yes, we did. We announced Black Power Media is in the building. That's right. That's right. Shout out to our cohorts. That's right. We had coming together with our mix with our life, renegade culture, the dopest intellectual, um, the The Luke Mons. Yep. And Uh, Rosa Clemente. The brother Sujata. That's right. We're going to have more in store. We talked about doing a morning show. A morning show. What's the morning show called? That's right. You know what I'm that sounds saying? pretty hot. Yeah, it was hot, yo. That was a hot um, opening we did. My man okay. did his DJing. It was fantastic. Okay. Yeah. We got more to offer, y'all. We coming. Yeah. Oh, That's good, right. good, That's good. Right. And right. speaking of which, too, like people can check out our new website, right? Yes, blackpowermedia.org. That's right. You're familiar with us. Mm-hmm. And actually, when you stop through there, you know what I mean? Drop off a little change. Speaking That's of change, who been rocking with us? Hey, we gotta we gotta give a shout out to all our Patreons. Let's do it like this, like Run DMC. Cool, I'm ready for okay. you. All right, check this out. Big up to Horatio. Yo, big up to Jordan Jones. Big up to Tony. Big up to Gab Moscow. Big up to G Joyce Johnson. Big up to Veronica Ancrum. Big up to Michael Hamilton. Big up to Jovan Butthole. <laughs> what is his name? Jovan Butthole. <laughs> big up Yo. to Marianne Anthony. Stop, stop. <laughs> I read what Kamal wrote. Keep that going. <laughs> Who's next? Big up to um, Amutu. <laughs> Yo, phonics is important. Damn, butthole. I was like, what? Butthole. Finish off them names. Finish off them names. Who else we got? Big up. Just do it again. Say it again. Please start over. Please. Nah, nah, nah. Start over with what he said. Oh, God. Say, do the name again. Big up to... Jovan Bartholomew. <laughs> yo, yo. Y'all didn't have to stop. That was funny, man. But we got to stop. Right, but we don't want to diss nobody's name. Shit, no, 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 you make it up. You tell them they, got got it. they know that they got it wrong. Oh, they cool. All right, all right. And big up to Amute. Big up to Fatima. Big up to Justice Dub. And yo, big up to 235 Worldwide. Yo, big up to all the patrons. And big all up to the Patreons. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Salute to all the patrons. And I, I would like to say, you know what I'm saying, uh, unfortunately, our staff, the motherfuckers can't read. You know what I'm saying? So please don't be offended. You know what I'm saying? I'm offended. But some of the shit, I know some of y'all, and y'all gonna be like, yo, I want my money back. But you know what I'm saying? Shout out to Minister Server and uh, DJ Yellow over there. I mean, um... <laughs> We, uh, promise, we only promise to almost get your name right. You know yeah, yeah, that's cool. But real quick, um, on a serious note, yeah. uh, rest in power to you, Roy. Okay. And right. also Prince Marky D. No doubt. It's been yeah, a hard week. You, Roy, legendary reggae artist. Yes, yeah. Also, Ambassador. Prince Marky D from the Fat Boys. Also, we'd be remiss if we don't mention rest in piss, Rush right. Limbaugh. True. Fuck True. Rush Limbaugh, Donald Trump, and the rest of his fucking cohorts. Yo. I'm sorry, I shouldn't be saying that because of the fact that what? the man died. 
Fuck you. Nope. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, we're going to have a great show tonight. We're going to keep on our theme of talking about political prisoners and okay. folks who've been ex-Panthers and, and all a whole bunch of veteran stuff going Panthers, on. And veteran Panthers, my yes. bad. So tonight we're going to have on Fred Hampton Jr. Chairman Fred Hampton Chairman Jr. Fred Hampton yes. Jr. We're going to come on and talk about the new movie that's out, what's happening in Chicago with uh, Chairman Fred Sr.'s house. Okay. Um, and then we're also going to have special guests in the house uh, talking about Matulu Shakur, Dr. Matulu Shakur. That's right. That's right. So we're going to actually have his son on, Talib Shakur, uh -huh. Brother Gotti, and who else? Iras. That's My right. main man, Iras. He's going to be talking uh -huh. about Dr. Matulu Shakur. So tonight we're dedicating the night to political prisoners. You know what I'm saying? Last week we had Jalil Muntakin mm -hmm. on. So if you all missed that show, definitely go back to show 100, episode 100. This is episode 101, and you're listening to and you're watching Renegade Culture. Check us out on blackpowermedia.org or go to our YouTube channel, which is Black Power Media, and hit that subscribe button. Go cling-a-ling-a-ling, -ling, just like that. <laughs> What's happening, Renegade Coaches in the building? Yo, man, we got a special show tonight. Again, okay. dealing with like political prisoners, uh, former Black Panther party members. We got the new film out. What's the name of the film? Hey, Judas and the Black Messiah. And, and who we got represented? Right now, we got Chairman Fred Hampton Jr. in the building. <laughs> uh, representing the Black Panther Cubs. What's going on, Chairman Fred? Hey, saying struggle different round, keeping our heads up, eyes on the fence, clenching on the call, free them all. No doubt, no doubt. Man, I'm looking at this thing right now. You know, we've been uh, banging on behalf of uh, Chairman Fred for, 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 for decades. You know what I'm saying? And finally, the world's beginning to know the name Chairman Fred. What's your thoughts on that? I know you've been struggling for, for, for years to just make sure that everything comes out uh, politically correct when it comes to, to uh, the revolutionary side of things. You know what I'm saying? How do you feel about his name being mentioned in all types of circles right now? You know, it's, you know, the deal is, you know, it's, uh, it's pros and cons. Um, it's a serving of the people, the, 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 you know, it doesn't serve the greater good, you know what I'm saying? Uh, so um, it's, 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 it's a time, it's, it's a release, you know what I'm saying? Because again, there's certain conversations that are happening now, some cats called me earlier, mm. and, you know, and they was asking, well, my, why, why my parents or my uh, organization didn't tell me about this before? And I said, Do you really, are you really prepared for that answer? You know, um, since we talk, let's use a movie analysis that, 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 that quote from Jack Nicholson's character in A Few Good Men, Can't Handle the Truth. And, you know, um, we see, it's the same we have the Black Panther Party Cubs. You know, we like the last call for alcohol. We we the ones people can relate to and they've been through everything else, you know. Mm -hmm. And so the deal is, you know, Chairman Fred is not a safe subject. Defense Kevin Mark Clark is not a safe subject. You know, um, assassinations, Cointel Pro. So in, in, in a lot of scenarios, when you get back against the wall or you or you land on the ground, you know, you, you relate to certain, there's a time for this. And a lot of times people ask me, how many members do you have with the Black Panther Party Cubs? I say, well, a lot of times it depends on how many people the police have murdered. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Again, people can relate to it at certain times. These are uh, intense times and the is being up. You, you know what I'm saying? Uh, softball subjects won't, won't suffice. So, you know, it's terrible, but it's fine. You know, and historically, we don't, we don't take it personally that people say, okay, now let's talk about this. You know, politics is like real estate. You're taking into account time and location. Um, so our position is that, that 
you know, see who's been consistent when it's not fashionable. Mm -hmm. You know, see, uh, make, make sure we cross those T's and dot those I's. You know, just even regards to the, uh, the movie project uh, particular, there have been a number of uh, overtures or attempts, you know, brought to us. And I say us, I'm talking about myself, Mother Comrade Akua and Jerry, you know, uh, we've taken politically principled stances, you know, and even, even, in, even un, in particular under contested conditions when others, you know what I'm saying, we have profited of, mm -hmm. of, of, of the, you know, the blood, sweat, and tears of Chairman Frey and the Black Panther Party. And certain countries, even right now, when people, you know what I'm saying, people saying, you know, like they, they talk about, like, even the people that was involved in the making the film, they talk about how much struggles happen, you know, that they, then they call it, um, it's a term they use in an industry, industry called gaslighting. Mm -hmm. How, you know, when people constantly question you about certain things that you know, but there were so many bogus books that were validated that people don't send those around so in liberalism, say, okay, let that slide, let that slide. And we how much damage control we had to go in and do. You know what I'm saying? I recall one day after a heated day on, on set and going through a lot of struggles and the sister just had to be, uh, was around us. She said, she say, um, what's happening? I said, well, never in my life, I say, I hate I know what I know when I'm, I'm, I feel fortunate to know what I know. It was, you know, it's, I was conflicted. And I said, you know, sometimes you wonder if it's uh, ignorance of this. I'm saying to say that, in many cases, you know, there were times where our political position clashed or contended with may have been create, uh, creatively speaking, advantageous. In mm -hmm. other words, this is a good this is a good scene for a movie. But however, this, this is a political contradiction, and you know, and this is a position that we've taken not just in, on, on, on movie arenas and just in organizing. A lot of people say, "Well, this, let this slide." You know, so let this organization say this. You know, so let this person let this speech be edited because it sounds slicker. You know what I'm saying? And, and like, you know, I think. On some of the situations, people say just for the sake of unity, come together, you know, and dismiss certain contradictions. We you know, we had to hold a line, even when it's not popular. Mm -hmm. And she, the sister, gave an analogy. She said, "Well, see, like she said, what you're describing is like childbirth, child labor." I said, "Whoa!" I say, "I never." I say, "Out of respect, I cannot relate to that." You know what I'm saying? But I will. Let's go with that analogy for a second. I look forward to the baby being born, but mind you, we had to go grab this baby about the orphanage, the foster care. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you go back and look at the some of the, the initial titles, the scripts, mm. you know what I'm saying, you know what I'm saying? And I, and, and, and it was payoff on all my lessons. I, you know, this is no, not to sound sacrilegious, this is my religion, yeah. you know what I'm saying? And I've and I, I seen certain countries, I said, no, I know, I know you got this from. This ain't, this ain't happening, you know? And the, um, people say, well, okay, what's your position now? It's over, I said, that's not over. This is, the baby being born is like, it's like a child. You got, you, you got to watch out, you know, we had, even up to like hours before the release, we had to watch out for the, um, the editing, the vaccination yeah, 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 of the baby, yeah. you know what I'm saying? You got a child, you had to watch the whole process. We had a, the after effect, how you, how people take it. We studying, how you, how, how do you view this? You know what I'm saying? What do, what do you relate to? And it's been a, even a, um, a learning process for us. You know what I'm saying? I watch people, people they relate to. You know, they say, oh man, I can't believe this. Like, you know, like revolutionaries even have, you know, how they have relationships. But there's been so much information with a misinformation what a revolutionary is, what the Black Panther Party, what, what, what it is. And many times we don't want to combat the, it's a position that we even miss, people have been misinformed. And you, you try to come to them in, organ, in, in, in an organizational um, capacity, mm -hmm. it's guards up, it's, it's not only an ignorance, it's an arrogance. Right. Compounded with their ignorance, like you know, I mean, people say, "Oh, I know, I know about the Black Panther Party. I know about the, you know, what I'm saying, but maybe this, um, we we attempted to put a number of what we call Panther Cub political pills in the applesauce. Mm -hmm. 
in, in this. There's, there's, there's certain things in there because we got a lot of cats that ready for the whole dynamic. They not cats. I mean, it's, it's, it's idealism to believe that William O'Neill was the only agent of provocateur. So, Fred, let me jump. Let me jump in for a second because it, it's you know what part of the movie. You know, I think everybody, anybody who's political who saw the movie, obviously went in with certain expectations because it's Hollywood. Um, but I, one of the things that I did like about the movie, and I thought it was a better made movie than, than you know, what you could be expected, so it was great to have some folks on the inside who was guiding it, was that I liked the fact that even though they focused in on the informant, that they didn't make him sympathetic. It was obvious that this cat was a traitor to our community. You know, and it feels like it was important to have folks on the inside to make sure that he's portrayed like that, because usually in Hollywood, they try to make that character look sympathetic and conflicted, so would you say you guys had to really drill home to make sure that they didn't try to make this dude look more sympathetic or something like that? Well, no doubt about it. No doubt about it. There was, you know, and, and there was some, it was tug and pull. There was some things that, you know, saying that, that, um, that was still that we had struggles with, you know? Um, I mean, our community in general, and I don't take this personal from, you know, saying the movie industry, I don't take it personal from, you know, the school, school system. This is, this is the politics. This is, Part of the dynamics on how you know you subjugate the community. You know we get the you know we um, the run to the litter. You know what I'm saying? I mean you you you, you I mean so it's, the propaganda is is is, is, a, is a, a political political tool. So you I mean this I mean the, the fact I mean look like in the hip hop right now. I mean the fact that the Shocky Six Nine is held up and heralded. You know what I'm saying? It's raised up. That's that's not by coincidence. That's mm -hmm. strategic. You know you looking out. You be hard pressed to find entertainers in our community that. Have, have a frame of reference of a strong of a of a of a, of a black man or a black woman. You know, they, they, you know what I'm saying? In, in their family, you know what I'm saying? And it's not by happenstance. You know what I'm saying? So we had no doubt about it. You know, and again, we had to do a you know, like, I mean, you go, even some of the initial titles that were put forward. We had to we had, we had to struggle against. Right now, now I remember um, speaking of the titles. I know one of the titles was uh, Jesus was my homeboy. Um, you know what I'm saying? Which is, you know, I mentioned that to some folks the other day and they thought I was bullshit. They had to really just go back and Google. I remember talking to you uh, a few years ago and, and the struggles you had with even that thing and even the movie even being produced. Um, I remember back in 2011, the whole thing with, uh, uh, with, with Jay-Z, with the whole thing about uh, uh, Fred Hampton died on, 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 uh, on my birthday type shit. I'm, I'm paraphrasing or whatever. And the struggles you had to go through with, with that. Um, the question I have is like, uh, so many people look at this at this film as if, <clears throat> you know, wondering like like what was the intended outcome, so on and so forth. And they don't know, like you said, the, the, the backstory, the struggles. Can you speak to how the state deals with uh, entertainers, particularly when it comes to music and art, I mean, uh, movies, art, the whole nine, and, and the struggles between uh, uh, the, the freedom fighters, particularly yourself, uh, to, to uphold that legacy. Can you speak to that? It's ever developing, you know, um, it's ever developing, but historically speaking, you know, you look at, you know, cases in, uh, in like, for the, let's, go, let's go to Rome, for example. Rome was strategically have like a certain gallery that the entertainers would come through, you know what I'm saying? And it was a, it was a war tactic, they would have a, a policy. Or, uh, when uh, Rome was depleted of, of, of some of its uh, centuries of its soldiers, they would say, "Okay, uh, if, the, if the populace got word that we we being that we being uh, uh, we being we, we being outnumbered, you know what I'm saying?" Um, they would say, "Wait a minute, uh, 
and this, 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 this encourage uprisings or, this, or something of the sort. So I mean, it was actual policy where Rome would say, okay, increase the games. You increase the, you know, entertain them more. You know, say so keep them. Remember back in the, with that movie, uh, it was a movie, um, Twelve Years a Slave. You know, saying so got the, the, uh, uh, the sister was trying to grab her baby back, and he, he told uh, the, the violinist, the, the fiddler, say, play the music, play the music. You know, what I'm saying. So this, this, these, these are, you know, like you know, you, you hear a little different terms like music cons and savage beasts, whatever. These, this is strategic. It's a strategic tactic. You know, what I'm saying in regards of how take. You know, what I'm saying. Um, Utilizing the arts, we've seen like even uh, doing that uh, organizing of uh, UNIE and these uh, uh, Marcus Mosiah Garvey. Mm -hmm. You know, saying the strategic raising up of certain individuals with the Harlem Renaissance movement to be a contending dynamic. You know, saying with Garvey. So these these are historical, you know, some war attacks. These are phenomena that at certain stages in history, where organizers are able to take this phenomenon and flip it and make it work in the, in the interest of the people, hold them accountable. Some absolutes, like you know, so you see what. You know, uh, there was a climate, a movement that forced James, James Brown a whole totally different song playing at first. Mm -hmm. It was, a, you know, what I'm saying forced such H.R. Brown. I know this man, Jimmy Lalamine, really drove it out on him. You better go back in the studio with that garbage. He came back out saying, I'm black and I'm proud. He couldn't pull that stunt he pulled in the Rocky movie, wearing the red, white, and blue jaws, and living in America. That was a movement that up the ante with Marvin Gaye was able to go against Barry Gordon and Motown Records. Say, you know, them put this song out. We don't say what's going on, whether you like it or not. Like, like even, like, but that's we our community, we get it twisted. We think the tail wag the dog is supposed to dog wagging the tail. We think the, the, the music make the streets as opposed to the streets making the music. Mm -hmm. and, 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 and this whole dynamic of this, that groupyism and how it was dealt with, you know, as opposed to, you know, I, I, I know the, the dynamics of the, 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 the Nipsey, uh, Nipsey, Nipsey, Nipsey Hustle, excuse me, Nipsey Russell. He talked about when he met my, uh, uh, my mother, mother comrade, Deborah Johnson, she's seven, eight months pregnant, on the finance committee when she approached him, talking about the, uh, supporting the Black Panther Party. He made a joke about it, saying she came out there with all these, these bullets across her chest. And he said, I told him I ain't giving my no money for no guns, but I put an envelope under the door for the free breakfast program. It was a climate where um, athletes, entertainers were honored. Mm -hmm. We're honored to say what kind of support I can do with the struggle, as opposed to tables being flipped where people are fighting. How can we get this athlete a, a job on the football field? You know what I'm saying? It was the, 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 it was it was put in context to a, a different type of conversation. You know what I'm saying? You know, we see and not and the masses can't believe that. Like you, you know, when Kanye West said he said about George Bush and liking black people, that was that wasn't just some sort of vision he had. Or, you know what I'm saying? It because of, you know we had a conversation. I'm gonna leave a, a, a conversation with him. I was prior to that at Borders Bookstore, no side of Chicago. Mm -hmm. We 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 up there and we call we want people accountable. And I you know any other community, any entity, whether it be entertainment, whatever, it's it's a it's a different view of it. You know what I'm saying? It's you, you could you imagine the white community coming out and watching Die Hard? And so I wonder what Bruce Willis thinks about nuclear weapons. You you follow what I'm saying? <laughs> it's a you know, they asked Malcolm X one time, well, Jackie Robinson disagrees your position by violence. Malcolm X said, whoa, wait a minute. We don't need quote no Bob, Hope, or no male on my road for you as no, as no spokesperson. That's right. So this is historically, the tables have been flipped. On, you know what I'm saying? Like, like in the movie Cadillac Records, kind of like with uh, the asked, um, the guys, the, the, most death playing Chuck Berry, we're going to make you famous and make him rich. And his character said, whoa, wait a minute. Switch the seats around. And, 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 and we, it, the, 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 there have been so many forces raised up, you know what I'm saying? And the, vague, the, 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 the vagueness, Lack of structure. A lot of people like they, they're against structure. It's just say, okay, we all the same. When we say terms and titles, it's not for no ego tripping. It's, it's, we say, I'm, I, I had to close out with this. You know what I'm saying? Structure identifies state shit and stops a lot of bullshit. 
Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because it's easy that to not have structure. We all friends. We all the same thing. We all leaders. That sounds nice. That sounds romantic. When you come against contested conditions, then you oh, I can't believe such and such. You know, you don't do that on the basketball court. You don't go in and say, okay, everybody play ball. You say, wait a minute. Who, that's the forward. That's the guard. That's the center. And it's not necessarily that one is better than the other. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? So we come in our communities. There's a dynamic. Okay, this role is played, so on and so forth. You know, and, and, we, and we must look at our communities. Is that as a community that's under attack? That this war being waged on us? I gotta regretfully. I say I gotta make this move, y'all. I'm, uh, a touch, they, they on my heels right now. Make this move. So one, one more question before you go, Fred, is about the Fred Hampton House, uh, Chairman Fred. So can you tell us a little bit? I, I read something that seemed like it was good news that enough money was raised to save the house and turn it to the community center. Can you touch on that a little bit? Fight ain't over. We, okay, we'll see. First of all, let me say revolutionary appreciation to the all to the people, the childhood home of Chairman Fred Hampton House, which he grew up in. We, you know, fighting to save it. You know, so we say fighting to save and maintain it. You know, what I'm saying we, we we reached a milestone. You know, so we got you know in addition to getting them banksters and them gangsters up off our backs. You know, what I'm saying we got you know, uh, be also embarrassing stuff. We've been doing a lot of issues over there, rodents. You know, what I'm saying. I mean, Rats and, and rats, you know, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They've been trying to send agent market tours over there. They try to turn the house to a dope house, dope being. We had we had the clean house over there. So we so you know, we go to the next stage now is a uh, 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 rehab in the, up in up in Annie, and you know what I'm saying? Because we say it's bigger than the building, more significant than the structure. We've been still continuing our work right there, uh, uh, the Satan Hampton House Community Garden, you name it. So um, we it's, it's uh, significant. We, we uh, intentionally uh, closed the GoFundMe down. Yesterday on the birthday of Minister UEP Newton. Hmm. In fact, I'm in Oakland, California. Just at the street sign of Minister UEP Newton. So that part of the you know saying we we've been tightened up, get people on deck. We was in the that same quarantine probably hitting us, you know, infiltration, you name it. But um as far as the rehab, we we, we put on the call now for, 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 for assisting with people coming out with the surveyors, architects, you name it. Um and people can still support through this, the cash app saved the Hampton House. But let me say for the record, we transparent. We let people know what we're doing. You know, so they, they, they've been seeing the programs running there, you know, from the triple C's to the Satan Hampton House Community Garden, you name it. You know, so in fact, the, uh, the uh, Chicago been so cold, they call it uh, Siberia. We <laughs> had the warmest center at the Hampton House. You know what I'm mm. saying? So we've been you know, saying our program. So we even still, we don't wait and say, wait till we get everything, uh, everything tighten up. We get all the holes fixed and everything. We go, no, we got, we gonna walk and chew gum at the same time. But again, clinch fist salute. No sure. doubt. Right. Free them all. We're going to be rocking with Free you in a minute. Any, any updates, yeah, keep us posted. We're going to rock with you. Thank you, Fred. Right. Thank you, Chairman Fred. Right on, I appreciate you. Free them all. All right, no doubt. Free them all. What's happening? You listen to Renegade Culture. You just heard... Uh, Chairman Fred Hampton Jr. Chairman Fred Hampton Jr. from the Black Panther Cubs. That's right. Um, you know, it's a new movie out called Judas and the Black Messiah. I, I want to I point out, because of the fact I've been hearing a lot of... Uh, Different folks adding their, their two cents as to what they thought about the film, so on and so forth. I say this, regardless of whether you think the film was dope, you think it was good, you think it was, uh, what, wasn't what you expected, the job of the organizer is to take that and set the mm-hmm. record straight. That's you know right, what I mean? That's right. So whatever you feel about the film, now that the name Chairman Fred Hampton is on the minds of the people, mm-hmm. it is our duty as organizers and freedom fighters to say, look, this is what's really going on. This is the politics, and this is how you can get involved in community work. Yeah. Community efforts is the most important, so make sure that you join an organization, support the the uh, the, the uh, Save the Hampton House. Yep, yep. Um, and and like uh, Chairman Fred Jr. just mentioned, you know they have a cash app. Yep. Cash uh, dollar sign Save the Hampton House. Mm-hmm. 
You know what I'm saying? Make sure that you check that out. Mm -hmm. Stay tuned to Black Power Media because we will be bringing you more updates on uh, Chairman Fred and, and, and the organization itself. Renegade Culture, we'll be back. Boom. Black out. Boom, boom. What up, Renegade Coaches in the building? Yo, we back, you know what I'm saying? Yo, episode 101. Woo, we're going to have another special celebration soon. Yeah, yeah, hey, real soon, you know what I'm saying? Soon the checks come in. Oh, damn. No, God, <laughs> Fuck that. I ain't here for the, the fun of this. You, you have been for 100 episodes, so you, know. Know, you might even be here for another Call 100 sacrifice. more. <laughs> yo, since this guy started with our show, yo, you know what I'm saying? We have some special, special guests on. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, so again, we got brother Iras, Talib Shakur, and, and brother Gotti. Okay, talking here to talk about the case of Dr. Batulu Shakur. The legendary Dr. Batulu Shakur, one That's of right. our favorite political prisoners. That's right. This brother's been an icon in the movement, an organizer. He's been locked down for 35 years. Three and a half yeah. decades. That's right. Victim of COINTELPRO. So we yes. want to talk about his case. Uh -huh. And we should be clear, you know, Brother Gotti was a cellmate of, of Brother Matulu Shakur for a number of years. And Brother Talib Shakur is Matulu's son. And he actually has an interesting story behind that. But first, before we get to that, let's just talk a little bit about who Matulu is. Yes, so we want to ask, who's Dr. Matulu Shakur for, for the listeners, the viewers? Well, first, I wanted to um, let you all know, when I first met Dr. Shakur, I didn't really know who he was. Hmm. And being a young man, at the time, I, got, I was kind of caught up in that whole little rap, you know, East Coast, West Coast thing. Mm -hmm. And I remember going into the prison right here in Atlanta, and they were like, um, you know, Tupac's father's here, Tupac's father, everybody was telling me. And I was just like, okay, you know, from Brooklyn. You know, I like that. <laughs> you know what true I mean? that, At the time, you know, and um, I remember he came to me one time, and he was like, he just sat there and looked at me. He was like, you don't know who I am, do you? And I was like, ah, you a good brother? You know what I mean? Like, because I just didn't, I didn't know. Mm -hmm. I didn't grow up political or anything like that, so I didn't know. So then he just, at that point, me getting to know him was so organic mm -hmm. because it wasn't, I wasn't starstruck. It wasn't anything like that. And plus, we're inside prison. Now, I wasn't in prison. I was a volunteer that was coming into prison. And um, I first started coming there because they heard me on the radio here in Atlanta. And Matulu used to call me and be like, yo, you don't play enough Pac. <laughs> and I'm like, well, and I remember at the time, like, I was like, well, I'm playing Pac and Biggie, and I'm playing all of this stuff. But at the time, um, Doc was like, yo, you know, you really need to come on through, because a lot of these brothers in prison be listening to you on the radio. Mm -hmm. And they listen to the music you play, and when you shout them out, and all of these things, so you really need to come on through. And um, before I got a chance to come through, Cynthia McKinney, um, somehow or another, we linked up and we got together. And myself, Cynthia McKinney, and M1 actually, M1 from Dead Press actually went into the prison. Mm. And we sat and we actually got a chance to interview Dr. Shakur in the prison. And for the listeners, that's con former Congresswoman Cynthia McKinney, because keeping in mind, a lot of our folks don't know who that is. Right. And then the thing about it, what was so special about Cynthia McKinney in here, because before, the first time I met Doc, I was treated like, like the way they, everything that they did, they took me to the side. They was like, you gotta take your crown off. Mm -hmm. You gotta go through this. 
all kind of things I had to go through. But when I was with Cynthia McKinney, it was like the utmost respect. We actually sat in the warden's office. Mm, right. You know what I mean? Which is, I guess, unheard of, you know, at the time. And and then we got a special meeting with him. And at the point, Dr. Shakur started breaking down who he was and his life and everything like that. And that's when I really just started learning more about him. But by that time, I had already knew about all the good that he was doing in the prison. Yeah, in the yeah. prison, he was having um, naming ceremonies because you know how important somebody's name is. So he was... Um, you know, building up the young, the young brothers in the prison, um, just showing them a different path. Also, he was the only one that I know that could walk amongst any circle in the prison. Mm -hmm. Any circle. I'm not. I'm talking about GDs. I'm talking about the Crips. I'm talking about Muslims. I'm talking about Rasta. I'm talking about any circle where he got that level of respect, and he was able to also save a lot of lives mm -hmm. in prison by being able to mediate certain things. And not just brothers who were locked up in prison, he saved a lot of staff lives. You know, um, it was so much that, it was so much good he was doing in prison, I had to really do my research and really find out exactly who, who he was and the, and the steps that, what actually happened for him to end up in prison. And I found out about the acupuncture and I found out about, you know, him helping people get off heroin. You know what I mean? And then he was using his hand to reach out to his cousin Chaz, who was involved in hip hop, you know, you know, rest in peace, Chaz. But um, he was involved in hip hop and so he had like hip hop summits yeah, yeah. in the prison. You know what I mean? Um, Minister Server was one of the people that I pulled in to come on with me down there, Ross Kofi, a couple of people, a, a large group went with us down, down there in prison and we went to, uh, Coleman. Coleman. It was Coleman in Florida, which is a prison industrial complex, which yeah. has more people in prison than it's even in the town of Coleman. So let me let me jump in for a quick mm -hmm. second because you know I just want people to know. So uh, Matulu Shakur started the Black Acupuncture uh, Advisory Association in Harlem, and he you know helped a lot of people get off the drugs. Uh, obviously, a longtime political activist and organizer, and someone who's on those streets working with the political community, working with everyday people. Um, and was targeted because of the good works that he was doing in the community. Um, I want to uh, do a little switch um, and, and let Brother Gotti jump in because you spent time with him oh, in sorry. prison uh, for a number of years. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and can you talk a little bit about you know what you learned from Brother Matulu too during your <clears> time <throat> there? Well, first of all, I knew about Brother Matulu before I even saw him because mm -hmm. my father was also a part of the BLA, mm -hmm. and you know. It was like a meeting, a meeting of almost like, like I consider him my brother. It was like he knew me, but I didn't know him. He knew me. He knew my father. He knew me. He, he told me things the way I relate things to him about his father is the way Dr. Shakur tells me things about my father. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? Because mm -hmm. I wasn't really around my father, stuff like that, you know, mm. I realized the great, <clears throat> the great things that they did, the things that they accomplished. You know, one thing about Doc, Doc shows you what it is to be a real soldier, mm -hmm. a real warrior, a man that, that stands up for what's right. Mm -hmm. Fight when you're right, never be strong when you're wrong. He always tell you straight ahead, straight ahead, don't put on blinders you see what I'm saying because things will 
the smallest thing will grab your attention. It will grab your attention. And you know, he just, the things he did, like you brought up a minute ago about the Lincoln Detox, a lot of people don't realize his problem came in when he started helping the people. People don't realize that. Mm -hmm. hey, that's what made, that's what brought on the, the military and the revolutionary mind state. When you're trying to do something for your people and they are constantly shooting at you, mm -hmm. sending, sending um, uh, agents, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. They sending agents in to, to, to like, to, to disrupt the, the positivity. Mm -hmm. you, you feel what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like, like I said, it's like a good woman. It's like a, a, a real true revolutionary. They're made. You're not born like that. You're made. You see what I'm saying? Like I have a military mind state now. I know where it comes from. From my father now being around him for all these years, he instilled like morals in me. You know what I'm saying? The righteous. You know, like I said, I, I you know, because I, I rap too, mm -hmm. and we got a song, you know, for the documentary called Untulu. I said I give my life for yours. You see what I'm saying? I wish you were here. You know what I'm saying? Dr. Matula, you know what I'm saying? We wish you was here. Because mm -hmm. he turned gangsters into political activists. Mm. So All I'm going to, because I want to bring uh, <clears throat> Brother Talib in too. Mm -hmm. um, so Brother Talib has an interesting story because he is Matulu Shakur's son. Mm -hmm. um, but actually has just found that out uh, was it like four years ago you said? Yes, yeah, four, four or five, five years, years ago mm -hmm. yeah. um, and so that's just an interesting backstory. could you tell us a little bit about um, how did you actually find out that you were and you know from looking at you mm -hmm. you know from the outside looking in it's like <laughs> yeah. 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 walked up in Renegade Coaches yeah. Studios with the, with the Matulu face mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Facts, so right. you can tell us a little bit about like that background how did you find out that you were related to Matulu alright well growing up I grew up in South Jamaica Queens and that's in New York and me growing up I never knew who my biological father was I was being told a different man was my father, a man that I never seen before, never heard his voice, nothing like that. So in my mind, I'm like, yo, any man supposed to, you know, a, a father would want to be around his son and stuff. So I was battling with, damn, why my dad don't want to get up with me and stuff like that there. So I blew it to the wayside, didn't think about it as much. But as I'm um, getting a little bit older, and probably 10, 11, 12 years old, I keep on hearing, you know, family members and friends and stuff like that. Dan, you look like Jarrell. Dan, you look like Jarrell, like that. And I don't know who this Jarrell is. Come to find out, he's a household name with my family and next door neighbors and stuff like that. So my next door neighbors, I'm thinking that's just my next door neighbors. So I'm playing up in a house, you know, we kids and stuff, and you know, like that. Come to find out that that house is the house that my father lived in, my grandmother and stuff like that. I didn't find out that to years, years later. But I always was wondering why certain people stared at me the way they did. Mm -hmm. And then there was one time I was at home sitting down at my sister's room and America's uh, Gangster came on, America's the Most Wonder came on oh, and stuff. Yeah. So I'm sitting down and I'm looking at it and then my sister's looking at me. Then they looking at the TV. Then they looking at me. <laughs> so they... Don't about the bus situation. Yeah, I'm about to get all that. Yeah, <laughs> so 
one of them said, well, you better ask mommy something. So I was like, man, y'all stupid. I ain't thinking about that. So I'm just traveling, you know, just living my life as, I mean, I'm not going to say I hate to say it, but this is, was just my life. I was in the streets hard, you know, yeah. swinging them pistols and doing things like that. And it ended up me going to prison for over 16 years. So through my travels through prison, I was still always wondering, yo, why my daddy never checked for me and stuff like that. So, I, I, you know, for sake of time, this is a long story. And then there's, a lot of it's going to unfold in the documentary that we develop in now. Mm -hmm. uh, when I came home from prison, I'm riding on the train. And as I'm riding on the train, I see an older gentleman sitting across from me with African garments on, and I see him looking at me. So the first thing, I get into defense mode. If this dude tries something, I'm going to tap his now, you know, and get up in his business type of thing, you know? So I stood up at my stop. He stood up. So I just balled my fist up. He come close. I'm going to, you know, do what I have to do. He said, excuse me, sir. Are you Dr. Matulu Shakur's son? I said, in my mind, I was like, yo, here we go with this again. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. So, I was like, nah, sir, I don't know the man. I'm sorry, right? So, I walk off the train. I walk towards the right. He walks towards the left. Before I hit the steps, something told me to turn around. So, when I turned around, he's standing right in the middle of the platform and just shaking his head like, couldn't believe it. So, I turned around real quick and said, all right, that's it. I'm going to ask my mother, right? Mm -hmm. So I walked up the stairs and I called my mother right then and there. I said, Ma, let me ask you something. Why well, I never met my father before? He said, you, she, she said, you never met such and such before, the person that's supposed to be my father. Yeah. I said, Ma, did you ever introduce me to him before? He said, oh, nah, he was just running around. I couldn't get up with him and stuff like that. I said, all right, let me ask you the real question I want to ask you. Is it possible Dr. Matulu should call my biological father? She paused for a second. She said, yes, son. Yes, that is your biological father. Wow. So now, from that, yeah, I was flooded. I was upset and stuff like that. And mind you, I don't really, I didn't really uh, know who he was and stuff. And as far as the political ar arena and all that, yeah. that wasn't the way I grew up. You know, my thing was just, and that's, I apologize to my father uh, when I went to visit him in Victorville on the type of life I was living. And it was disaccordant to the way that he was living, you know? So when I apologized to him, he said, son, you, you need no apologies because of I was not in your life. Your surroundings was not in the realm that I was in, you know, and my surroundings. So you owe no apology. You're a man out there without a father in your life. So, you know, you had to do what you must do. And he has said, I did my research on you. I did my background check and stuff like that. And I see that you was a stand-up man out there and when you was in prison. So I guess that's in your, your genes, your, your, your genetics and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, what happened was uh, once my mother told me that, I told her that I'm not going to stop until I find him. So then when I went to uh, work that day, I asked the receptionist, her and I are real cool. I said, can you look up this name right here for me? So she looked up the name. By the time I got to my office, she already had the name, address, and all of that. Mm. So right then and there, I started writing him a letter. But in the letter, I didn't tell him that he was my biological father. I was just letting him know my surroundings and people that I know. And come to find out, the people that I know, 
is his aunts, his nieces, his uncles, mm. and stuff like that. The people that I was playing up in the house with is who my grandmother lived at, and you know, which is his mother, and that's how it went. So did so, they know? Did the rest of your family know? That's the whole catch. See, a lot of that's going to unfold in a documentary, but mm. I don't mind sharing some of it with y'all, right. you know? So what happened was, uh, I said, uh, you know, I, I wrote the letter, but then as I'm writing the letter, I didn't say who that that he was my biological father, but I named a lot of people that I know that he knows Feels type of it. thing. Right. right. And I mean, when I tell you he lived next door, I'm not talking about down a block up the street or nothing yeah. like that. Right exactly. Next door. Is right. Yeah, right next door, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that there. So when I wrote him, he wrote me back. Now, at the end of the letter, I asked him, is it possible that you might be my biological father, right? So then when I asked him that, he has said, uh, he wrote back within a, a week later, less than that, he said, wow, I finally found my son. I'm never going to lose contact with you again. Here's your family names and numbers. And the first on the list was Afeni Shakur. Next was Mopreem Shakur, Cetra Shakur. All the way down the list. I, you know, the, the list was crazy long. All right, so yo, on that note, we're gonna come right back on Renegade Culture to talk more with uh, Matulu Shakur's son, Talib Shakur, uh, brother Gotti, and brother Aras. Yeah, Renegade Culture, fuck what you heard. Anyway, Renegade Coach is in the building. Yeah, we yeah. back, you know what I'm saying? How's everything going, sir? Everything's going good, man. We got some real special guests. They dressed up okay. red, black, and green for us and I stuff see, like I that. See. I was going to say, whoa. They're I know they did that on purpose. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't, don't play with them, though. You know what I'm saying? Gotti, I know, I know. Gotti, Gotti kind of big. He's got the thing and shit. I know. Yeah. He's got some flashbacks. I'm going to get a twist on you. I want no flashback. Yeah, all right. Anyway, yeah, so we talking about Dr. Matula Shakur, 35 years in. You know what I'm saying? Um, one of our heroes when it comes to to organizing mm -hmm. when it comes to uh, community activist work. You know what I'm saying? One of, the, one of the unsung heroes, and one of the things that I heard your brothers talk about was that uh, one of the issues that, that he had was the fact that he was out there serving the community. And we know that to be factual because it's been the same way with Chairman Fred Hampton, you know what I mean, when they had the Breakfast for the Children program, with, and when they had the, uh, the other health clinics, and, and, and so on and so forth. So we know that whenever you go out on the limb and you say, look, I love my people. Unfortunately, the powers that be look at it as if you, uh, you hate someone, <coughs> you know what I'm saying? But our love for our people doesn't have room for, for, for hate, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? It's the love that we're talking about. It's all about that red, black, and green, like I brought it in. Good job, anyway, good job, good job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. fast forwarding, it's like we know that Dr. Matula Shakur, for folks who are just listening, we know that uh, you found out in the last four years he was your father, so by default, we know that Pac is also your brother, and, and right. Set was your sister, so on and so forth. Yeah, shout um, out to Set. No yeah. doubt. How, how, do, how does that as well. yeah. coming into this? Because of the fact that from, from, from our understanding, it's like uh, you have freedom fighting in your blood, mm -hmm. but at the same time, it's like, it's like all of a sudden you, you bumped your head and you was like, oh shit, <laughs> this is who I'm supposed to be. Yes. How did that feel when you found all this out and you begin to, to learn who your father was? Well, it's still overwhelming to me because all the love and support I get from the Shakur tribe as well as the extended family and friends. You know, uh, I was just like the average Joe in society and I still feel the same way, you know. That's just how I roll. Uh, everything 
that I do and I will always do is for our people, the, the betterment of our people. I can't say I'm a political person and stuff like that. Even when I was in the street, I was like a Robin Hood, taken from the rich, given to the poor type of thing. We might be related. Yeah, <laughs> we might be. But the great thing about it is how they embrace me, how, you know, as soon as they see me, especially I want to go to, a, may she travel in peace, a Phoenix Shakur. I didn't, when, when, I don't know if you ever seen the Antoine Fisher story when he met his family for the first time, they was all in the room type of thing. Well, I had two of those moments. Right. So when he, um, when I got that letter that I was telling you about, the mm -hmm. whole list, uh, my father said, make sure you contact your family. They waiting to hear from you. So when I called, the first name on the list was Afini Shakur. I was too nervous to call her first because I was like, wow. This is iconic right here. Mm -hmm. I have her mm -hmm. phone number. I'm supposed to call her. Now, nah, let me call my sister first. Let me call Cetra Shakur first. So when I called her, she was like, wow, we was waiting for your call. Mommy, have, um, we got plane tickets for you to come out. Mm -hmm. Whenever you're ready to come out, you and your wife come. So we flew out immediately. So when we flew out, so many people was in the house waiting to meet me. And the um, love and support that they gave it was overwhelming. So we in the house partying and enjoying ourselves, sharing stories, and they put me abreast on a lot of things that's going on in the family. So as time going on, it's getting late. So my sister grabbed my wife's hand and my hand and rushed me down the boardwalk. Listen, we gotta go see mommy before she go to sleep. Or, you know, we gonna see her again tomorrow, but we're gonna stay a little five minutes with her. So here we go, walking down the boardwalk to to uh, Afeni's house. That walk seemed like it's forever, even though it was right down. I mean, a couple of steps because I'm up there like, yeah, I'm about to meet her. So now what happened was I got to the house and she stood up off the couch. And when she stood up off the couch, she seemed she put a smile on her face. And then she put both hands on my cheeks, looked me up and down and put her nose close to me. She said, you are one of ours. Mm. Come, give me a hug. She gave me an embrace, but before you sat down, she went to a picture cabinet. My somebody said, I want you to have something. So she took out two pictures, and the pictures was her, Tupac, and Cetra, you know, when they was little. And mm. then it was just one, her and Tupac. She said, I want you to keep these. You know, I, these same pictures probably surfing around the internet, but I have the actual one yeah, yeah, that yeah. it took. I mean, I was ready to ask her to sign it. I was like, man, that's disrespectful. <laughs> I'm just glad that it came from her because I know it came from her. Yeah, yeah. So the profound thing that she has said after she gave it to me, she said, I want you to do me a favor. So I said, what is that, Mama Faye? She said, when you go home, mind you, I never spoke to her a day in my life. This is the first time I'm ever speaking to her. Mm -hmm. She said, when you go home, I want you to tell your mother that you forgive her and you love her. That threw me for a loop. Again, I haven't spoke to her about my true feelings. Yeah, yeah. So I said, Mama Faye, why would you say that? <clears throat> she said, because your mother had to be one of the strongest ladies to keep you underneath the wrap all these years. She was protecting you because if you knew what was going on back then when the COINTEL and other scenarios was going on, 
uh, yes, you will not be upset at her right now. Mm -hmm. So I'm learning about all of that that was going on through my sister Cetra because she had to live through all of those trials and tribulations. And I commend her as being the strong lady that she is now, standing firm, running her foundation. Yeah, so I mean, that, that's, that's just like an incredible story. Um, it gets deeper than that, but uh, yeah. No, 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 I know, I know it was a lot deeper than that. Uh, but we, we're a little short on time, so we want to get to some things about what's happening with Matulu Absolutely. right now. Uh, and we understand that his health is in some deterioration. I don't know, Ross, you can speak a little bit about like his health and all that kind of stuff. Well, um, you know, right now, from what I understand, Doc is going through chemo. He's mm. going through, um, he has cancer. Yes, yes. And he's been, in, he, he's been in a, um, he's been in a prison hospital for well over a year now. Yeah. Uh, while he's been in there, um, he's suffered, um, he also caught COVID while he was there. Mm. Um, of course, you know, the only way he catch COVID is from the guards that are with, were bringing it in, the ones that had to watch him. Um, while he's going through his treatment, um, he's handcuffed to a, a bed. You know, um, my, my issue is, is, the thing is, is that when they say they put somebody in prison, they say they keep them in prison because they feel like they're a danger to the community. Um, the way he's at now physically, he is, he is not a danger to anybody. He's not a danger to the community. And so one of the things we were looking for and we were asking for was a compassionate release. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Just have some level of compassion. Um, this is a little bit off the topic, but I just want to know how did you feel when you heard like people like Kodak Black and Lil Wayne and these other rappers were getting pardoned, and yet we still got Matulu, we got Mumia, you know what I mean? We still yeah, got Jamil. these people, you know, Jamil, that's in prison. I know I felt a way. You know what I'm saying? And I could, I'm not trying to take over y'all interview or nothing. But you did, though. But you did, though. But you did. But that's all right. That's all right. Imagine. Special guest co-host. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Oh, heavens yeah. die hard. Yeah. 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 I could just imagine how, how yeah. you know, because you know, cause, cause I thought about you and I thought about Seth. Well, you know what I mean? Well, to keep it a buck with you, um, I have feelings not for anybody else, but for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For him. I really want him free for for him to live his life, you know. Yes, all the family and the friends and the supporters, we can't wait for him to get home to champion and stuff. As me being an individual that was uh, previously incarcerated for all those years that I was, I know how it feels to come out and know that we ain't going back again, mm. you know. And that's one of my issues of, you know, the reason why I want to push this documentary because I have a whole team of individuals that have been locked up for 18 years, you know? They're not going back. I could vouch for them that they're not going back. And some of them was the hardest criminals uh, in the world. So y'all trying to keep this man that was helping the communities mm -hmm. locked down in captivity for all these years. And one of the um, legal reasons is because y'all say that he's going to reoffend again and do this, that, and the third. Come on, throw yeah. that out the window right yeah. there. Miss me on that, you know what I mean? That, that, that's not <laughs> yeah. cool. You no, know? Know, yeah. If you're going to keep them in there, give us a feasible reasons on why you're keeping them up in there. Yeah. But when, every time we read the legal works and me and the lawyers, we vibe back and forth and all of that, there is no justifiable reasons yeah. on why they're keeping them up in there. You know the only reason they're keeping Matulu is because of the work that he does in our community and how we want him 
back in our community. That's, that's, right. that's the real reason. So we want to we wrap up with you guys telling us how folks can support Matulu Shakur, there are any websites or any place that they can go to to show support for Matulu, so support for your upcoming documentary. We give you each a chance real quickly just to give us any information that you think people need to have. We start with you. Um, definitely check out the website, matuloshakur.com for any updates or anything like that. Mm -hmm. um, one thing I, I just want to say quickly that, yo, Matulu was about that work. One, one thing you know that he's going to put you to work. Mm -hmm. Whether you're in prison, whether you're out of prison, right. when they talk to you, he's going to ask you what you've been doing, what's, 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 what's popping. So um, the best thing you could do is, is, the least thing you could do is at least go to the website, write a letter, um, sign a petition, you know what I mean? But also do whatever works that you feel is important in your community and your society so you could contribute something. You got to do mm. something. I felt ashamed, mm. and I said that in a documentary years ago, that Matula was in prison doing more work in prison than I was on the outside, and I was able to go anywhere I wanted to go and mm. do what I wanted to do. Mm. Mm -hmm. So that's what I know that Matulu would want. He would want people to push that, but then also he needs to be home. He's right. not a threat. He needs to be home. And that's what I would utilize with my one minute that I have is um, I'm going to, I don't know how far your range is, but I want to speak to Kim Kardashian and anybody else that have the ability to get people released. I'm not asking for my father to be released because of, you know, any other reasons, but he need to be out, not for us, but for himself. I'm not asking Kim Kardashian or any other entities just to release him, just to release him. Go and check out his, his case. Go check out all the injustice that was dealt with in his case. If you're able to get in contact with me, I could show you the paperwork, whereas all the violations <coughs> that went on in the case. We parting, or they parting, not, I'm not pinpointing her per se, yeah, yeah. but individuals got pardoned, and I'm glad that they are in society. So shout out, pal, to the people for all those that's out here in society now that got pardoned and got released. So I'm asking for the same thing for my father, Dr. Matusha right. Shakur. Please, let's do something to get him released because just petition, even though we thankful for the petition, yeah, yeah. for some reason they overlooking all of that. So we need somebody that's in the area that that's able to make that happen. We got special guest Gotti, brother Talib Shakur and brother Iris. We want to thank y'all for coming on so much to talk about Dr. Matulu Shakur case. We renegade culture. We gonna be back. No doubt. Blackout. Warner, Electra, Atlantic equals we are. Instead of fighting us, why don't you go free with me? Yeah, yeah. We just had the Renegade coaches in the building. You know what I'm saying? We had a hot show tonight. Who was that you was doing, B? That was Channel Live with KRS One. You know what it is. No doubt. Shout out to Channel Live. We, you know what I'm saying? We supposed to be having a, uh, uh, what's my man named Channel Live? Um, Hakeem Green. Hakeem Green. Oh, Hakeem gonna be on. Right, we supposed to have him on there a long time ago, but we gonna get him Big on there. Shout out, shout out to Hakeem. Yeah. Anyway, um, for those of you who are checking us out, you know, I, I realize there's a lot of folks, when we talk about political prisons, they're uncertain about what we mean when we say political prison. Kamal, will you do this? Do us the honors and tell the people what a political prison is? Because sure. we just had several political prisons. Right. We had Sekou Oding on mm -hmm. here. We had Daruba Ben Wahad on mm -hmm. here. We had Jaleel Matakane. Jaleel Mutakane on here. We had uh, Dr. Matulu's son. Yep, yep. And we had uh, Chairman Fred. That's right. Chairman Fred Hampton's son. And that's remember, Fred, uh, part of that movie explored the fact that the, the, the state went after Fred right. and locked him up 
but for what? For stealing ice cream bars? True, indeed. Like? True so, indeed. Yeah. so political prisoner that. basically is someone who's been arrested for their political beliefs and their activities, even though those activities are legal. And so the state is targeting them because of the organizing that they do in the community. And that's the folks that we've had in prison for all these years and decades who come out the 60s and 70s struggle, who've been active organizing, trying to motivate our community, trying to get our community involved in fighting for its self-determination and its human rights. And it's the state, both at the federal level and at the state level and at the city level, which has targeted these individuals and put bogus charges on them and arrested them and kept them in prison for decades. And I'd like to also point out that Everything that Kamal said was correct, but I would also add to that equation is there, is all, there are also brothers and sisters who get locked up and become politicized inside the That's joint right. That's and right. end up receiving more time. Mm -hmm. Folks like George Jackson. That's right, classic and, example. Uh, yeah, and, and members of the Angola Three. Mm -hmm. There were so many different brothers and sisters who actually went into the joint and were politicized in the states like, you know what, we can't let your ass back out there into the masses because of the fact that you're gonna cause some mm -hmm. type of uproar and uprising. Mm -hmm. So shout out to all the political prisoners. Free mm -hmm. them all is the name of the joint. We also had, you know, shout out to uh, Mike Africa. We also oh, had that's true. We had Mike Africa right. Jr. with his uh, film. That's right. Uh, uh, 12 years, a, I mean, excuse Not me. 12 years. 40 years in prison. 40 years in prison. 40 yeah, years in right. prison. That's right. Um, and shout out to uh, Chairman Fred, who came on for a few minutes today. Yeah. And, and like I said, uh, Dr. Natulu's son and his former Sally, yeah. Iros. Um, so stay tuned. We're going to tell you how to support political prisoners because that's of right. the fact that my position. Folks that talk about reparations, one of the things that we've talked about throughout the years, uh, Chairman Fred Jr., myself, and others, is that if we're going to talk about reparations and we're not talking about freeing political prisoners, then we're not talking That's about right. reparations. You understand what I'm saying? If you're not, if, if Kamal, Server, the ear doctor, and, and uh, uh, Jai, they're locked up, they bagged mm -hmm. up on bogus charges and whatnot, and they say, look, you ready for reparations? And I know that they are political, mm -hmm. and I forget about them then we ain't really talking about shit. Reparations is more than just money and land. It's Word. about our, 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 our mental and physical resources. That's right. you know and no, no people that can say they have a movement that doesn't try to make sure that the folks who led that movement That's are right. free really right. have a movement whatsoever, right? right. And I, you know, one of the great things about our show uh, is that we focus in on not only our movement activities, but the heroes of our struggle. And that's why right. I think it's so important that we've had shows about our political prisoners, our political exiles, our, our prisoners of war, um, folks who actually admit that they did the things that they did and said that they did it under the circumstances of fighting for the liberation of black people. True so that's me. what you get here on Renegade Culture, and that's why it's so important right now that you support us as we engage in this larger endeavor of black uh, power media, and y'all need to support that and make sure y'all come out for that. Yes, Renegade Culture's in the building. We, uh, we'd also like to say definitely support our Patreon. Uh, go to Black Power Media. Yep, Black Power Media at Patreon. Yes, and uh, like I said, check out the website, which is blackpowermedia.org. Um, shout out to all our um, our folks who are on our quote-unquote label. It's like we have a label now. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> podcast I, label. No doubt, podcast <laughs> label. And for those of you who have shows or are interested in having folks on our show, uh, whether it's the shows or the, the, uh, the network, Black Power Media itself, make sure in the comment section, of this particular video that you're looking at, tell us who you would like to see on Renegade Culture and or who you'd like to see on any other shows on Black Power Media. We appreciate your support. We're running right now. We have a number of different new shows that'll be coming up. We have the doctor's office, uh, 
that, that uh, the Ear Doctor is doing a spinoff on. We also have Hip Hop uh, uh, Bridge, Bridge, Builders. Bridge Builders with Minister Server. Mm -hmm. All these things will be coming in the near future. So make sure you stay tuned to Black Power Media on YouTube or blackpowermedia.org. And definitely continue to watch Renegade Culture because we the motherfucking future of the funk. Yeah, yeah. All right. Peace. Renegade Culture. <laughs>